0: Hey, this is Katha Leadboss with the Revenue Accelerator. And today I have Frank Deming. Now, Frank, other than being a very good old friend, <laughs> um, is actually stands out on his own. So, you know, similar story as to probably a lot of us in terms of working a job, right? And burning, you know, those 70 to 80 hours a week. Now, he was. Um, you know, basically grew his business from a one man show to a virtual team of 10 people in a 24 month period, which is a pretty phenomenal feed, because a lot of people definitely hesitate when it comes to building their team. Um, so I would love to like touch base on that. Um, And before that, that's when he was working those grunt hours, right? 70 to 80 hours a week. We know that like corporate people coming from that and then going into entrepreneurship. Now, the difference with Frank is that he didn't swap one job for the other, right? He achieved a ton of success in his business in a short amount of time because he leveraged his knowledge from his previous experience to exponentially not only grow his business, but his client's business. He started primarily and initially as an internet marketer selling ooh, those info based products, right? Working to, with upstart entrepreneurs, you know, to in turn get them out of their nine to five grind. But after five years of trying to get that going, he really realized that his true passion wasn't in teaching clients how to market their business, but instead helping them enjoy an experience in their business of their own by helping them increase their revenues and grow their net worth. So in 2012, Frank figured out exactly what it was that he wanted to do, and he quickly grew his list, right, by creating targeted audiences and turned those prospects into high level paying clients within that 12 to 18 month period, right? So Frank living in the dream that a lot of us are wanting to make sure we not only create but duplicate. Some of his easy accomplishments are helping his clients consistently grow their revenues by 25% in 12 months. I'll let you guys do that quick math for you. And he is also, um, you know, unabashedly the best-selling author of a book he released in 2020 called Seven Steps to Recession Proofing Your Business, something that is mm, pretty important, especially in that year. Frank, thank you for joining me today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Kat. It's it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I know it's been a while since we've been trying to get this on the books, so this is just your guys's friendly reminder to follow up and make sure that you're keeping in touch with the people that are important to you.
1: Yes. Um
0: So, Frank, like w- I kind of gave a little, you know, high level summary, but mm-hmm. in your words, like, what do you do?
1: I help small businesses, and when I say small businesses, they, most most businesses that I help is uh, in in the in a while. 2.5 $2. to 5 million dollars in revenue mm-hmm. um i do have packages also for startups but that's another thing um, but i help them get no not only just get noticed on the internet uh but actually create uh opportunities for them to grow their business because you know our slogan is revenue growth specialists because we focus mm-hmm. on buyer personas of the clients do you know, you know I, I have a very in depth process of getting to know who my client 's audience is is, and it's uh that 's the important thing and sometimes it 's hard because I should say most times they don 't know who their client is um, unless you 're a, a divorce attorney that 's different they know exactly <laughs> they know exactly who they' there
0: client are is. some gimmies right um, <laughs> yeah and and personal there.
1: injury attorneys they know. But you even know. in
0: there, like there's specialists, right? Because there's people who get divorced at all kinds of different places in their life at different income levels. And so there are specializations even That's within true. those niches.
1: That is true. And not only that, there's some attorneys that will, that refuse to, I'm not going to name many names, obviously, but they, they refuse to work with women. Um, yeah. They want male clients who want to get divorced. Right. And that's where I try to find them. So, you know, we we specialize in that and, and we use the technology the right way to find those people yeah. for our clients. And uh, lately, for some reason, there's this is huge boost of coaches. I've been working with a lot of coaches lately, which is weird. Um, but I think it's because of COVID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh that's what we do. We 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 get you noticed and we get your revenue. And we get you revenue in your pockets.
0: Yeah. I mean, which is what everyone's trying to do, right? If you're in the business of being business, yes, yes, yes. We know it's all about the impact and the money is a reflection of the impact, right? So we got to talk about the ego where the mind goes, because if you're not providing, so I don't, and and let me clarify, providing for your family isn't just being able to pay the mortgage, right? I call it comfort Mm -hmm. plus, right? So it's still being able to take those vacations. It's not, it's, you have the security of lots of reserves, right? Is what we're trying to achieve, You know, you hit on something that's super important. And, you know, I I love that you mentioned that you have a huge detailed process behind it because I think, you know, when someone hears a business that's earning $2.5 to $5 million in revenue and is still not crystal clear on who they are trying to attract, right? I think that this is a pervasive problem in a lot of businesses, not only in people starting their business or multiplying their six figures, but getting past multiple millions what is something that you think people really need to take a look at when it comes to who they're trying to work with?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny, uh, Kat. That's an interesting, this may be a long answer to that question because I'm going to, I'm going to answer that with a story. (laughs) Guys, this is called
0: story-based marketing. It's what works. Pay attention. There's someone here who's a pro and he's like, this is just my call out of like when someone who's an expert in their field, don't just listen to their words. Absolutely listen, but listen and look at the strategy that they're leveraging to communicate information. Just needed to put that little asterisk there for people.
1: Thanks for that, Kat. That's, that is so true. Um, so I, it's so funny. I have a client of mine who I think was at the time making about $4 million, And he had no clue who his ideal client was. Mm. He kind of got there mistakenly. <laughs> you know because he was a very popular person charismatic left his corporate job started his own um his own um uh law firm mm. and you know pulled cut some partners with him too so and then he just started and he kind of got there by accident you know not everybody is that lucky but he also realized that he needed to to grow somehow other mm. than the way he was growing because he would go to, you know, any, any kind of law, any, anything where lawyers hang out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now lawyers are great because they give each other a lot of business. Mm. There's this whole, in a, they know,
0: they know their lane. Yeah. Right? Like so a, there's, not like this, a, there's an abundance mindset, I think. Yeah. Also. As stringent as you, as it's lawyers seem, right. In terms of mm-hmm. like, they feel very cold hearted and very, well Mm -hmm. legal right (laughs) they do present themselves in an abundance like you know they don't know that they're doing law of attraction but they are (laughs)
1: they're doing law of attraction but you know i I don't know if a lot of people know this but you know although they refer these people they get paid for that though
0: it's one of the industries that they can do that there's some industries i know in terms of like healthcare professionals sometimes they can't
1: they cannot accept
0: those things but in that instance yep an attorney
1: they get paid so anyway, so he's they're motivated he, by it. They
0: have an incentive. Exactly.
1: They have the incentive. So they say, hey, you know what? My firm isn't as great at this as your firm. So I'm just going to give you this. You know, I'm going to tell I'm going to refer you to Kat Stanzik because mm-hmm. Kat Stanzik needs that type of service. And we don't really want to want to mess that I mean, up.
0: We could do it. Right. But we're better served by making sure that we work with our ideal clients and not by making exceptions. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And this guy did not. He's a bankruptcy attorney, by the way. He did not know who his ideal client was. He just says that someone's looking for bankruptcy help. Okay. (laughs) I mean, sure, that narrows
0: it down, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: but but that's obvious because you're a bankruptcy bankruptcy attorney. So anyway, long story short, after hours of kind of grilling him, we came up with a persona for him.
0: Mm.
1: And we said, there's a ton of those type of people. On Facebook. Mm. We ran a Facebook campaign and you know the rest is history. So now he doesn't have to rely on these attorneys giving him leads all the time.
0: Oh total freedom.
1: So yes, he still does it, of course. He's not gonna turn it down. But here's what we also find found out it costs him less per lead doing it on Facebook than it did paying these yeah, guys. Referral on the referral fee i mean no brain dollars
0: and cents it makes sense (laughs) right
1: so i mean i don't know if that answers your questions but that that's that's how we that's the process and that's the importance of knowing who your persona is who is that person that you you're working on because I mean any platform do it. I just that was a Facebook example, but we can do that on Google too. I could do it on LinkedIn. I could do mm. it on Instagram. I can mm-hmm. do it anywhere. But as long as I know who that is, then I got but I gotta pull it out of you sometimes. And it's like no one knows. That well, yeah. I shouldn't say no one, because I have been running into some people that know, nope, here's who I'm looking for, and I don't want to work for anybody unless these these they fit this criteria. Okay, right. cool. We'll work on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's always great when people have that insight and clarity. So what are some things that people should make sure that they're identifying when it comes to, you know, whether it's identifying that person on paper or identifying that person online? Um, because that's, I think, where a lot of people, you know, they, they kind of get to an avatar if they will. They're looking at maybe some psychographics or demographics. Like, what do you see as being one of the missing pieces that people aren't considering when it comes to being very clear with their ideal client?
1: Yeah, they they're not really considering um uh, their their habits like, and it's it's so hard it's hard, it's hard, um, to but but with technology it makes it easy. <laughs> so we have this package. It's called the the the, the local omni channel package. I love it. Um, <laughs> and it basically can if I if if you don't know, I can find that out for you, and I can tell you what kind of speaker they listen to music on whether it's alexa or if it's a uh, google uh it it tells you um what kind of streaming thing they are they on hulu are they on netflix mm. are they on that all of this crap they mm. it just spews it out and obviously my your clients are not going to know that i mean my clients don't really know that but that's how I would find out if they don't know. Now, if they do know, if they, if they happen to know, I mean, there are some clients of mine who are very intimate with their clients. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I have a dentist. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's been the dentist for over 30 years. So maybe that's why he knows, Hey, but you know, my clients, they're all, you know, above 50, all of them, mm. you know, Especially and the best
0: ones, right. It's not just yeah. an array, but those best buckets.
1: Yeah. They're all above 50. They all, Love, you know, these types of activities because we talk about it all the time when they're mm-hmm. on the chair. And, and you know, he intimately knows his client. So he's he's real easy, you know. But the the good news is if you don't know, I can find out. It's just gonna it's gonna cost some money, but we can find out and we put them into a bucket and just only show ads to those people. Mm-hmm and that's when the, that's when the money starts rolling in it's it's so beautiful and because of technology like the, the those smart speakers smart TVs we use every single channel out there where these people are going and during covid it was even easier because everyone was home and they were all watching tv listening to the smart speakers they weren't going
0: out <laughs> So it even made it easier. Yeah, I mean, Netflix made it killing (laughs) during COVID. There were lots of businesses that thrived during COVID. And it was a matter of making sure that you, you know, I think a part of this too is knowing what your audience reacts to, like knowing what your audience's behavior is. And so if you continue to market in the way that you did before, when environmental factors have changed, you're really just wasting your time and effort and money, really. Right
1: and it was so funny we we did a campaign this is scary um we did a campaign for that same vendor that i was talking about for people who were on amazon mm. buying like teeth cleaning any teeth products whether it was teeth cleaning products or uh white teeth whitening products or any kind of thing to do with the teeth, teeth toothpaste even if you you know because you know what people weren't going out they were like you know what i'll just order my toothpaste on amazon right
0: yeah I mean, so people are willing to pay a premium for the right. convenience. Yeah.
1: So if you're buying that on a regular basis and you live in this vicinity, five mile radius from this office, you are going to see an ad.
0: Mm. <laughs> location specific. I mean, it's a thing. People don't think about that, especially right. when it comes to their ideal client. They're not really thinking... You know, um, I mean, they are when they're thinking ads, right? Like I, I get that, but right. you've also mastered in your own way organically, Jen, because what you do for your clients isn't necessarily always a strategy that you leverage to attract your client base, right? Right.
1: Right. Exactly. And and well, going back to your question though, I, I think I don't I don't think I answered that properly. I think the most important thing is to know your client. Mm. you know and i i don't think enough of us know you know and it's not doesn't have to be you if you're you know if you've got a receptionist have her have her a standard you know every six months or whatever Mm. send out a survey yes to your most you know ideal clients Uh, and and just ask specific questions that's going to help you because especially if you're going to do marketing
0: Well, I mean, so I call those MRIs, right? It's how do you get Mm -hmm. in touch into your client's head without a technical degree? And you do market research interviews, right? So I think a lot of people think that they're beyond that when they get to a certain place in their business and just kind of reiterating that people who are making, you know, 5 million and up are still continuing to need to do market research because client behavior changes, And because we're human and that's what we do. We change and we, we morph and we, you know, evolve or devolve. (laughs) Right. If you will, based off of, you know, certain things that are outside of our control, such as when COVID hit and when there's political changes or whatever it is, there's always some kind of aspect that's external to ourselves. That's impacting our behavior.
1: And I, I, I would actually ask you to think about something very, very important because I just purchased a um, refrigerator, right? From Best Buy, huge company, huge franchise. They do it. Why? After I purchased, after they delivered it, they were asking me a bunch of questions. Mm. They're collecting data. All the time. They're collecting data. So don't think, oh, well, I don't want to do that. The big boys do it. If it's good enough for them, it's good for you. Model what people are doing. Model what's being done to you. If you're a business owner, and you're out and about just don't go and have the experience, right? Go have the experience and say, Hmm, what did I learn from that? How can I model that for my business, Mm -hmm. especially for marketing?
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. I mean, a lot of times, you know, most of the information is readily available out there in terms of oh, yeah. being able to consume strategy. Now we know that people, the reason people work with people like us is because they want our brains specifically on their business. Mm-hmm. Tactic and strategy is one thing. Support and guidance is an entirely other area um, that requires that human engagement and interaction. Right. Um, what are some things that you're seeing, people are kind of jumping on as a trend when it comes to lead generation right now that's working?
1: You know, it's funny. My, my I've been, <laughs> my clients are adverse to this, but I got to tell you, man, TikTok. For any, TikTok, plan, for any,
0: any industry, or are there even, any restrictions?
1: Even, even attorneys, man. I mean, it, they. it's, I see, they, they refuse so far. I mean, I'm going to get one or two to, 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 <laughs> To agree with me but i've seen some phenomenal ads on tiktok
0: so ads like, or a- presence right so like you know are you building your platform presence or is it just doing some ads on just
1: there? just ads just ads, just okay. ads. Um, and it's not just kids the no. thing with tiktok you can segment stuff so it's yeah. great it's a it's a good ad platform i mean i'm i'm all about ads i'm all about lead generation yeah, Yeah, you can get some organic stuff and all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But if you want to get aggressive, get some ads. And I think that's the growing trend right now. TikTok is like the new Instagram, in my opinion. Yeah. But with, but with video.
0: I mean, I, I'll be honest. I just started getting, I mean, I've had it on my phone um, I didn't really watch it. I wasn't really kind of getting into it. And I think over the last two weeks I started watching it and I'll tell you 30 minutes goes by like that when you're just flipping and going and engaging with stuff, um, okay. you know, it's that mental release and all that. Yeah. When do you think someone, you know, I mean, obviously at the two to $5 million range ads make sense. Where does it start making sense? And when doesn't it make sense for people to leverage as a strategy in their business?
1: Ads make sense at the $10,000 range. I mean, you (laughs) got to. If you you, know,
0: well, so let me caveat that. If you're working with someone who knows what they're doing, right. Because there's, there's the learning curve in terms of strategy because we've all heard these get rich quick strategies and some of them kind of work. Some of them, you gotta, you gotta play the long game, right. And you got to understand it, but it's really about working with someone who understands what they're doing and being willing to make that investment because it's, it's not a no joke investment because you kind of pay mm. what you, you, you get what you pay for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for someone starting out a startup company, I always tell them, you know, get a loan or whatever. And, 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 you know, invest in lead generation, hmm. you know, but in with when it comes to lead generation, you got to do, you got to do the short game and the long game. You have yeah. to, the long game is going to get you basically your legacy uh, but the short game's gonna get you started. But you gotta, you know, get some kind of a loan or something like that. Now, yeah. That's what I would think. That's what I would do, excuse me.
0: Advise people. Do you advise that for different industries or do you, is that pretty blanket for you and your
1: Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, lead generation, man. That's where it's at. Unless you say, Hey, I, I can't use any more business, which I get sometimes. Right. Like, well, no, and I'm, let me uh,
0: the caveat I'll add in terms of my opinion is that I believe you should start using ads when you've got something that's proven. Right. So for me, client delivery is an utmost important aspect of things. Mm-hmm. And so if you're you're wanting to attract people to something you can deliver on and that you've got a proven methodology for, because it's hard to say, hey, I just started today and I have no case studies and no testimonials and pay me $50 million for my services, right? So there's there are assets, business assets that need to be in place in order to mm-hmm. effectively leverage you know, because there's objection handling that has to happen, not only through the ad, but through the content and the positioning as part of your right. brand.
1: Yeah, I mean, you would think you can handle something like that with some FAQ page on your website. But um, but yeah, you're right, you have to have some sort of a solid. You have to have a delivery, you have to have a good delivery, obviously, because if, if you have a if you start a restaurant and the food is terrible, you're not going to get so. You can to drive as many
0: people as you want to it, but you know, yeah, reputation is yeah, yeah. going to eventually catch up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So you did something that was pretty. I mean, that I think is an area that a lot of entrepreneurs hesitate on, which is building on a team. Right. <laughs> so you've always you're very strong in that muscle. You've always delegated effectively, efficiently, and by making sure that processes and documentation are in place to set people up for success. It's not a, Hey, I don't want to do it, sudden forget it kind of thing. You're actually, you know, what do you think is important when it comes to keeping in mind lead generation as the focus and, and, and revenue for your business, when it comes to scaling and growing your team, like what should people keep in mind and what are some pitfalls that they might want to avoid? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, full disclosure, it wasn't easy for me to get there. I mean, I, I it took me a while to trust people. Mm. So, <laughs> it, it, I mean, yeah, I I do it now without a problem. But it took me a minute, if you will.
0: I, I know a few people who are like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, to answer your question, uh, I think, you know, when you start getting to the point of realizing what your unique brilliance is mm. you start delegating the things that you know is not yeah. so what i mean by that is even if you enjoy doing something like for instance i i, I kind of enjoyed writing my own blogs to be honest with you I, it was kind of fun it was it, I, i'm a morning person so i could get up at five in the morning and i'll just come out with a blog idea and that was kind of fun for me but is that my best thing to grow so you're my business? brilliance is not my business yeah that? i liked it It's not. So I started outsourcing that. Mm -hmm. So especially stuff that you hate, you want to outsource. That's where you want to start. Right. So start there. Make a list of the stuff you hate doing in your business. Mm -hmm. Outsource that first. Then make a list of something that you say, okay, I like to do it, but is it bringing you money? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Are you growing and scaling your business by you doing this thing? AKA blogs, right? Now, when it comes to video, I would say that's the one thing that you don't want to outsource.
0: Except because maybe the editing or clipping. Yeah, no, no, the, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I'm that saying, stuff. But yeah, yeah, your editing. face, if you're your yeah. business, you got to show up.
1: You got to show up because there's nothing So, if you hate it, start liking it because <laughs> 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 because that is going to make the difference. No one's going to be able to to uh to sell yourself like you. Yeah. And you just go out there, even if you stumble and stutter, I'm not the best video person, but I got to tell you, every time I put up Facebook video, I get like two, three more leads than I do when I do some kind of canned video.
0: You know, but there's something to be said about that actually being more effective, right? In terms of not having this very, (laughs) i come across as insulting, this very polished and perfect person, right? Like having the mistakes, doing the ums, going the, I mean, I've done this on podcasts where I'm talking and I'm like, I just lost my train of thought and I just call myself out on it and be like, it'll come back to me, but let's keep going kind of thing. But, you know, showing those imperfections actually creates that connection because no one really wants to work with someone who's, you know- the the god or the goddess right who's perfect and has everything figured out
1: yeah yeah you know so and that, that, but you you gotta you gotta do i think you and i went through this exercise once cat where we did the quadrant yes. of the stuff you're good at stuff you're not yeah. good at. so i would you know i mean obviously we can't show that here but it's like it's it's a pretty great exercise but you start with the stuff that you hate the most
0: so, I mean, I'll explain it real quick. It's actually in my very first book that I wrote. Um, I have an exercise that's very similar, which is, you know, so basically it's a quadrant. And your top upper right. So if we look at, if you're looking at the video, top upper left, right, if you drew a graph, is going to be your brilliance, your genius, the thing that you are the most like, you are the person who's going to be able to do that the best. Then you've got your excellence, right? Um, And that's the top right. So, right, this is where you're going to be doing, you know, your best work. Then you've got your good, right? And that's that bottom left quadrant. And that's stuff that, yeah, like, you know, Frank, you're good at doing blogs, but probably shouldn't be doing it. Right. And then there's the, I hate it. It sucks. This is the bane of my existence. Bottom right quadrant, everything that's below that line, right. Bottom left and bottom right quadrant, all of that needs to get delegated out at some point. Right. And so you phase it, obviously, eventually you get to a point where your excellence also starts getting delegated. And really you're supposed to be focusing, you know, all of your effort, 20% of your effort produces 80% of your results. Right? right. And so if we're looking at what is that stuff that's in the excellence and spending your time on that, then that's how you create true time freedom in your business, because you're only right. spending 20% of your time doing the most impactful work and freeing yourself up to enjoy life and time the way that you want.
1: And, it, and, it, and to be honest with you, I mean, it doesn't even feel like you're working.
0: Exactly. That's the best part. That's when you're in that, like, that zone right where time almost ceases to exist you look up and all of a sudden it's been three hours and it's not exhausting that's the other thing because there have been times where i've done i've had to i remember (laughs) sorry trauma back in the day corporate (laughs) days where i had to do you know reconciliations every month i had to do i did bookkeeping had to do reconciliations and time did like it did go fast because i was hyper concentrated but i was exhausted after it was done right um, and so these are things, these are activities that fuel you. So it spurs you to want to do more, but it also doesn't, you know, weigh on you in terms of it being something that you're not looking forward to doing.
1: Right. Exactly. But yeah, you know, I just love, I mean, I'm not at that point where, where I've outsourced my excellence yet. Um, there's still a few things that I can cause I'm I'm having fun. Man. It's like it's kind of cool. You know, I think that's, that's that's the
0: barometer, right? Is if you're having fun and it is moving your business forward, and even sometimes if it isn't, if it feeds your soul, right? Like that's important too, because it's sometimes it's doing things like yeah, doing crafts with my daughter doesn't necessarily make me money in my business, but in a way it does because it makes me feel good about me and my relationship right. with her, and so then I show up in my business right? So sometimes the return isn't necessarily monetary, but it's in terms of your energetic space.
1: Yeah. Love it. Well said.
0: I Is love this that. cat's going woo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I like it. That's cool. I like it. It's very good.
0: So yeah. how much of that do you see happening in with your clients in terms of, you know, you work a lot initially with their who, right. In terms of making sure that they're like, if they're not completely aware of who really their ideal client is making sure that's tightened up Mm -hmm. then finding them online, leveraging Facebook ads, Google ads, you know, AdWords, all that great stuff. Then like, what's that next step? Is it looking at their time and their teams? Like, where do you help them get that 25% ROI in a year's time? Um, you know, over their total annual revenue, how do you Mm -hmm. help them get that?
1: Um, yeah, the first three months is a lot of uh, information gathering. So, you know, it, it, running these ads is going to tell me a lot about the people who are, you know, opting in or calling, etc. Mm-hmm. Then you optimize that. Um, usually they start seeing that 25% uh, when they start seeing the 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 writing on the wall that the 25% is going to hit or exceed is usually around month six is like yeah this is this is happening yeah it's a runway yeah and um at that point where and i think this is probably the next phase of my business i don't have this yet at that point is i have to connect them with you know maybe a business coach that can show them well this is how you scale about because what happens is sometimes and it depends on the on the client but sometimes they get a little overwhelmed and they ask us to you know either tone it down or maybe you know hell okay if they, let's say they're doing facebook ads and google ads they'll say yeah let's let's cut down on the on the on the google ads let's just keep facebook for now or or vice versa
0: and i'm sure that kills you
1: <laughs> yeah because i know that that you know that's not the right move because if you want to take yeah. over you know, because I don't have a business growth arm. I do. I mean, I do have a business growth arm, but I'm talking about a, a business coaching arm, I should yeah. say. I. It's just, hey, this is what you do, you know, but you have to be ready when it right.
0: comes. Right.
1: Um, or you have to have some kind of system. In play, a lot of times the mistake, especially attorneys, they do this all the time. They don't have a follow-up system. They don't have like yeah, a, you know, baby. some sort of, <laughs> You know, some kind of autoresponder. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Dentists as well. They don't. They don't have the chiropractors are not as bad. They they usually have something, but dentists, attorneys, they kind of like, hey, you don't want to come in, or you don't. They have that yeah. kind of attitude. It's you
0: know? I, it's interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting. to... There's an industry, you know, different industries behave different ways, right? Different niches yeah. and different kind of professionals. And I've seen that same thing, having worked with, you know, some chiropractor clients and having worked with brick and mortar versus online, looking mm-hmm. at their behavior. And when there is a foot traffic, meaning mm-hmm. physical feet in front of your physical place, I see that being a very common mistake is the follow-up strategy and mm-hmm. just a, hey, how you doing? uh, you know, from your chiropractic office is I've, you know, it's an easy way to multiply revenue because a lot of times it's not that people don't want to, is that they don't remember and keeping front of mind is actually one of the most important strategies, any business in any industry leverages because that's marketing, right? Is yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not just getting their attention, but it's reminding people that you're there. It's, it's why it's easier to resell someone than it is to acquire a new client
1: exactly and i always tell people remember you paid money to get that guy in the door Mm -hmm. so lifetime
0: customer value you want
1: him to come him or her to come back um you you know for something else Okay, okay okay divorce attorney You probably don't want them to come back, right? Well,
0: statistically speaking, someone who gets divorced one time will get the the the, a second time is fifty percent, third time is seventy percent, and a fourth time is ninety percent. So, statistically speaking, there is a positive, pretty good chance that that person's coming back.
1: But you wouldn't know. You wouldn't happen to know anyone that's in that predicament,
0: no, no. Okay. I wasn't even trying to point fingers. I was just saying I knew that statistically.
1: that's funny you've been working with a lot of divorce attorneys i guess no
0: it's just i'm a treasure trove of random ass facts so there you go if it helps me make a point i'm gonna know it
1: yeah yeah no that's true so that's and, and even so some of these attorneys they don't want to take on the effort of that's ah, all right I don't want to nah. email them I don't want to mm-hmm. it's just whenever but there's they... a
0: sales trigger too right like I think like in terms of like I don't want to be salesy I don't want to be pushy I don't want to you know it's,
1: it's just information yeah if yes. you're top of mind if you're top of mind of these people whenever they need you they will call you
0: mm-hmm. you'll refer money. you out because they refer they'll... you right I right. mean So here's what I say, because I'm sorry, a little soapbox moment. A lot of times people think of leads in a one dimensional way, meaning Mm. they think leads client, right? Like this is like, that's the only way for a lead to be able to come to fruition and be worthwhile. Whereas what I want people to think about is when it comes to leads, it's so, it's multidimensional. Meaning when you have a lead, it's not just the client. So if you think of you're in a, in a room and there's all these doors around you, one of them says client, the other one says referral partner, the other one says, you know, um, you know, uh, affiliate, another one says, you know, uh, whatever, like there's just all these doors of opportunities, podcast speaking opportunity, even friend, right? We never know. (laughs) Right. Every time you walk through one of those doors, all of those doors become available to you again. And that's how you take a lead and turn it into an infinite supply. But it doesn't work if we're only thinking about people in a transactional way, right? And so if we're building the relationship and we're building the systems and the processes to keep us front and top of mind, that's how we create this experience where people's businesses start booming. I'm sorry, I just had to- (laughs)
1: No, no, no. I I love the passion, and it's true. And I, I, you know, that's the that's the way, that's the way it is. But it's, it's 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 my my crowd is a little different in that mindset. I think it's because their whole goal, i you know, and I'll stick with the attorneys example. Their whole goal is getting in and out of court, settling their cases, winning their cases, or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their goal. They don't see, you know, they don't they 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 don't say okay you can leverage your receptionist and to send out this newsletter once a month or give it to us we'll send out the newsletter once a month just right. approve approve the content we'll send it out
0: but like caveat with something of value right not just yeah, yeah, me, yeah. it's national divorce day no, Thinking no about
1: divorce <laughs> no it's just laws the laws you know hey in the state of New Jersey this law just came out right of common law common law marriage yeah blah blah blah, or um hey um the courts are opening up again Mm -hmm. Uh, they were closed they were doing virtual now you know anything like that
0: did you hear that there there are some states that are Mm -hmm. legalizing friendship marriages so it's platonic what, marriages. What
1: the hell of, is that?
0: Yeah, it's friends who've decided to make a commitment to each other, living together. Like okay. it's it think of like the um the partnerships, right? Of a, a life partner, but with friends, so that they can take advantage of tax benefits.
1: Okay. So they're they're truly friends. It's not like a yeah, it's a truly with...
0: platonic, and but they're okay. getting married. Of course, there's all these laws as it relates to fraud. Right. And, and, you know, it's anyway, complete caveat, but it's, it's things like that of like, this is stuff that there's three States that have currently legalized it. Um, And, you know, what are all the nuances for being able to leverage these things? And it's things that people don't know about or aren't aware of. And our job is to demonstrate how we are the conduit of valuable information for people to be able to leverage so that it raises our perceived their perceived value of us and keeps us top of mind so if we think about who's the person that provided me the best information wouldn't that be the person that you'd go to if the problem you have is related to what that person solves
1: correct so that's awesome see something like that would be a great newsletter if you're in that state you
0: know thinking about marrying your friend question mark
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah who the hell is gonna who's not gonna open that email
0: right yeah. And you know? so you, you work on that too, right? In terms of creating that engagement, creating that, like what are the other, I shouldn't assume I'm not assuming, but what are the other areas that you support your clients in in terms of helping them, you know, get those revenues um, you know, pop it. Yeah, so, I don't know yeah. why I said that, but that's what I said. Pop it.
1: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no problems. Um, so yeah, if if see a lot, of, a lot of a lot of that's why I talk about lead generation a lot, because a lot of them, that's where they want to stop. They're good with that. And, and to be honest, they do have great um, closing ratios. So yeah, That's
0: important to know. Right? They
1: do. They, I mean, it's, it's hard. If you're a dentist, it's hard not to close a client. My tooth yeah. hurts.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you answer the phone, I'm coming in the mall. You know?
0: <laughs> are you available? How yeah. quickly are you available? Do you take my insurance right. or
1: not? Well, like, I got into a car accident, calling a personal injury attorney. Boom. You know what? I need help. Yeah, you know, I got a lawsuit in my hands. It's not. It's not a hard close. My back is killing me. Chiropractor. So, but I do for like the coaches and for the med spas that I work with. I also work for HVAC companies. I do offer email marketing for them because mm. that's more of a of a service that needs that type of email marketing nurturing. Top of mind, you got to you know continue. Like if someone just got a new AC repaired, right? That's only going to happen once. So you got to have that nurturing sequence where, like you said, oh, I'm getting this newsletter off of this HVAC company. And then, oh, by the way, oh, cat, uh, do you know of anyone who, you know, uh, who works on ACs? Yeah, like two years ago, I just did mine. This guy did a great, did a great job. I still have his newsletter here. Let me forward you this email that he just sent me two weeks ago.
0: because people are willing to forgive sales messages if the content is valuable right Right. so like they'll stick around and they'll keep opening and even if sometimes it's not especially when it comes to you know hvac or lawyer they may not read the 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 email but the fact that they see your name like it just creates that recognition that consistency right and i talk Mm -hmm. about how um consistency is one of the biggest objection handlers you can ever leverage leverage
1: correct consistency is you know, and um, so so for them, I do con, I do offer even text message marketing, wow. um, yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, coaches as well; they the coaches they eat that up all the time with text messages, uh, email marketing, any kind of nurturing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not; I try to steer clear of the social media marketing, mm-hmm. um, because it's just not my I used to do it It's like content not, marketing yeah, yeah yeah it's just not my it's not it's not my not your
0: wheelhouse yeah not, I mean but that's important to know like you know, I don't
1: enjoy it I there's still a
0: system it. and process that works are a lot of your people leveraging content marketing outside of you and yeah I in conjunction with
1: yeah so what I do is I if if they're looking for that I I, I, I outsource that I'll just you tell have them. a referral <laughs> yeah I refer you know, some people who do great work Mm-hmm. They used to work with me. And I just say, you know what? Just here you go. Call this person. Yeah. <laughs> they do great work. Boom. And I'm done. I'm I'm out of that. Um, because I wasn't enjoying that. I just enjoyed the lead generation. Mm-hmm. I I love it. I, I geek out with that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you wrote that book, right? Recession proofing your business. Yes. Is there anything in there that we haven't hit on today that people should have in their business as a strategy or tactic or a process or anything like that?
1: So um, there's a way in the, in, in, in the internet where you can actually, without doing SEO, you can actually get someone to, you, you can actually get a, create a list of people who are searching for your business for your service mm-hmm. and you are not on the SEO level yet. So it's called search marketing, mm-hmm. uh, not not search marketing, Um, intent search marketing, intent search marketing. So I can siphon if you cat are looking for a, you know, uh, a bankruptcy, no, not a bankruptcy attorney. Now. I don't want to call it <laughs> hey, 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 a, a trademark, right. a trademark <laughs> uh, attorney or a plumber yes. or something like that. Right. Um, and, it, 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 and one of my clients is not up there yet, and he's doing SEO. I can then know that Kat Stanzik looked for this in the last 30 days. And then mm-hmm. so you display ads on, say, Hulu, if you watch Hulu, right? Or- it's
0: a good thing I pay for the ads-free version.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Now don't Guys, don't do that. Don't listen to it. Pay, don't pay for the ads-free version. So that way, my clients could, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so you start seeing ads that pertain to that. So that is something that's in book that I go into detail, explain you know, how that's done, and you know, and and the value of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's another way to segment, identify, you know, mm-hmm. your ideal clients um, in a way that a lot of people aren't thinking about it.
1: Right, and it and it actually it 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 catapults your your seo because it's yeah. it's actually an seo service that we that we offer but you know seos you know it's gonna take six months depending on how competitive you are it's gonna take right. six six to nine months but you don't want to wait six to nine months so you 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 do this and you do some display advertising while your seo is getting kicked in and then you turn mm. that off
0: Yep. I love that. I love the long-term <laughs> and short-term strategies combined together to create that impact. Um, Frank, you've been amazing. I know you mm-hmm. have some resources available for people. How can people get in touch with you, get in touch with those? Um, and anything, any links that Frank shares, I'm going to pop in the show notes. So don't worry if you guys can't catch it.
1: Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I like to help people. And one of the one of the, the interesting things about online marketing is that there's a step to everything and the number one step is is unfortunately now it it has to do with your online presence because if your online presence isn't on point mm. you you could do anything and you're not going to get recognition so i'm going to offer anyone who wants to get a online presence report to see where they stand and then try to, try to get that fixed. And they can just go to my website, which is lbmsllc.com forward slash online-presence-report. Um, and you'll put the link on the show notes because I know I just said a whole bunch of stuff and no one's going to remember that. But there you go. <laughs>
0: it will be down there in the show notes for you guys to reference. Um, you know, Frank, any parting words for people? Um, I mean, that's a huge resource that I think a lot of people are going definitely going to go to and leverage.
1: Mm-hmm uh parting words is uh show up that's Mm. my parting word show up don't be afraid to show up um and you know video is not going away so don't be afraid to show your face that's those are my parting words
0: awesome thank you so much
1: you're welcome and thanks for having me